Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. Oh, I like those songs written by Scots, don't you? <laughs> I don't usually amen when I hear where someone's from. But when he said she's from Scotland, I said amen. I said it low so that you couldn't hear it, but I said it. <laughs> all right, Matthew chapter 18. Let's all stand together if you would. And we'll read verses, verses uh, 21 and 22. Now let's start in verse 21 and go all the way to the end of the chapter to start with this morning. Beginning of verse 21. It says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out found one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, it's good to be with your people in your house this morning. We're, we're thankful this morning for the forgiveness that we have today in Jesus Christ. And Lord, if there's anyone that it's under the sound of my voice this morning, who has not yet come to the Lord Jesus Christ for total forgiveness of all of their sins. I pray that today would be the day of salvation for them. It's, it's forgiveness is such a wonderful thing. And uh, we pray as we take a look at some types of forgiveness this morning that you'd open our eyes of understanding. Uh, Lord, help us to see not only how wonderful it is, but help us to, to, to see how it affects us personally. Uh, Lord, I, I am so thankful that back many, many years ago, you forgave me of all my sin and you gave me eternal life. 
And uh, Father, because of that, my life has been changed and obviously my eternal destiny has been changed. And so God, I pray that you'd help us to get some understanding this morning about the, the, the full impact that forgiveness has or should have on each and every one of our lives. And we'll be careful to thank you and praise you for what you do in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The, there, there was a question that was, was asked by Peter. And if you look down with me in verse 21, they're talking to the Lord. And he says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him till, till seven times. Now, the reason why he asked that question was because forgiveness was what the Lord was talking about prior to that. Look with me up at verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Now understand, this is, again, this isn't something that, that uh, you know, we call this, we say, well, this is the, the uh, proper uh, steps for church discipline. No, it's the proper steps for restoration. Now, if it, if it ends in di church discipline, that's a sad and sorry and terrible thing. But the whole purpose of it is to restore. So many times when we look at this passage, I've had people refer to this passage and say, well, maybe we ought to pull a Matthew 18 on them because of the way they're... Well, that's the wrong attitude. The, the, the attitude of these verses is we want to restore them. We want to, be, want to help them, want to bring them back, get them right. Verse 18, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything uh, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So the, the question was asked because of what the Lord Jesus talked about previously uh, about how to handle a, a situation where someone has trespassed against you. And, and the truth of the matter is, even today, unfortunately, most, most saved people do not handle trespasses and do not handle offenses properly. If we, did, if we just did it the way the Bible says, quite frankly, we'd have a whole lot less problems. We'd have a whole lot less conflict among Christians. But the, the, the question that Peter asks, uh, there, there's an assumption behind the question. And the, the assumption is, is that he's going to have to forgive a whole lot more than he's ever going to have to be forgiven by somebody else. And that, that's, a, that's a wrong assumption. And it, it really is a red flag for Peter showing that Peter really doesn't understand who he is. And obviously, you see that later on in the same gospel when, uh, when Jesus tells him that he's going to deny him three times and he, he corrects the Savior, okay? He tells the Lord Jesus Christ, the creator of the universe, no, you're wrong, I'm not going to do that. Well, obviously, he didn't, he didn't have a, a, true, a true picture 
uh, even of himself. And when we don't understand the doctrine of forgiveness, uh, we, we not only don't have a true picture of others, but we don't even have a, a true picture of our own need. And in verses uh, 20, 23 down through the end of the chapter, the, the story is, is just very simple. There's a man that, that owes uh, his Lord a bunch of money. And he falls down and asks him for patience. And, and the guy's getting ready to throw him in the huskow, going to throw him in jail. And, uh, and he, he says, he lives, have patience with me and I will pay the all. And we'll take a look at that here in just a minute. Uh, but uh, it says that the man had compassion on him. And what this is, this is a picture of God and the, the kind of compassion he has on us when he forgives us of all our sins. Aren't you glad you serve a compassionate God? <laughs> Aren't you glad that you serve a God who cares for you and, and uh, is concerned about you? And, and, and so he, he, uh, he, he has compassion on him and he forgives him of the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's all wiped out. And uh, then the guy goes about his way and there's a fellow that owes him just a little bit of money. He goes up to the guy and, and he, he treats him even worse than his Lord treated him. I mean, he grabs him by the neck and he starts to shake him and he says, you'll pay me up now or I'm going to throw you in jail. And he gives the same appeal that that, that man gave to his Lord and falls down on his face and makes that appeal. And he says, no, I'm not listening to it. Throw him in jail. Now, what that is, is that's a, that's a lack of appreciation for the forgiveness that he received. That's a lack of, of understanding of how merciful uh, his own Lord was to him, and he obviously uh, did not pass it on. What I, what I see from, from this, this picture, this story that God gives us, is that there's three types of forgiveness that we need to look at. And the first one is obvious, it's, it's the one we've already talked about, it's the forgiveness that we get from God. And, you know, when, when you, if, if you have, let me just say this, if you have not yet trusted Christ as Savior, if there's any doubt in your mind that when you die, you're gonna go to heaven, um, you, need to, you need to really realize that you're not promised another day uh, and you need to realize that, that you're still in your sins and you need to trust Jesus Christ as Savior. You need to repent, believe on him and ask him for forgiveness. There isn't anyone throughout the ages that has come to God on that basis and believed by faith that he would forgive their sins and give them eternal life based upon the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ who God has not said, I fully, completely totally forgive you of all your sins. What a blessing that is. I mean, you know, I, I don't really think sometimes we, and I'm not so sure we can comprehend the depth of that forgiveness, but God has forgiven us a, a pure, holy, sinless God has, has forgiven us, little irritating creatures that we are, of, of all of our sins and has given us eternal life. But, but understand that just like for this man, now again, this man owed him, owed him a bunch of money. 
and we'll take a look at how approximately how much that was here in just a minute. But uh, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't cheap. When he said, I forgive you, he lost out on a bunch of money. Un understand that, that uh, your salvation was not cheap. You know, sometimes I think, I think we get that idea in our, in our head and our mind just simply because to us it was free. Uh, we didn't have to do anything to get eternal life. All he had to do is believe on Christ. And, and, but there were no works that we had to do because he did it all. He did the whole work. He paid the whole price on the cross, but it was not cheap. Um, when when the, the, the king forgave this guy, he lost 10,000 talents. Now, I've, I've, lo I've looked it up and looked it up and looked it up, and what, what I'm, the, the answer I'm getting back uh, from all the various sources that I looked up is that 10,000 talents is equivalent back then in Bible times to 200,000 years of wages for the average man. What did this guy do with all that money? <laughs> you know, where in the world did he blow that one? Uh, and he had nothing to show for it. But, but, you know, really, if you think of it, that's us when we come to Christ. You know, we've, we've blown the whole lot and we've got nothing to show for it. And we come to God and ask for forgiveness. Now, as I said, the forgiveness was not cheap. Uh, and and for, for, for this Lord, it wasn't cheap for God. He had to give up his only son. He shed his precious blood. One of the, one of the reasons why I appreciate and love the Lord's Supper so much is it really makes us stop and just, just stop in the quietness of, of church. Nobody talking to anybody. And by the way, I really appreciate the way this church handles the Lord's Supper. You look at it as a very serious time. Uh, you make sure that you're right with God before you take it. Uh, you're very respectful during, during the observance of the Lord's Supper. I appreciate that so much because it is a serious time. And, and what we reflect on is, is the, the price that God paid for us. You know, I mean, I know me and you know you. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't understand that kind of love. I really don't. I'm thankful for it. But, but we really can't with our human minds, I don't believe for five seconds, I don't believe we can wrap around, you know, just, just how much. God loved us. Bible, it's easy to quote the verse, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. How did he do that? He, by giving his own son. You go to Acts chapter 20. In Acts 20, Apostle Paul is leaving the church at Ephesus. And he, he, he talks about the fact that God gave his son and paid the price for our sins with God's own blood. Wow. Purest blood that's ever been on the face of this earth is God's own blood. And he gave up that blood and he, he took the sins of the entire world on him when he died on the cross. Uh, the, the, the forgiveness that this man got when he got down on his face and the man gave him forgiveness, uh, the forgiveness was not earned. He didn't, he didn't do anything. In fact, what he did was 
He asks for time, which really is kind of a joke. Um, how much time will it take to pay back 200,000 years of wages? <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, it's impossible. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the thing. It was impossible for him to do what he would say he'd, he'd do. So the only, the only alternative that, that uh, the Lord had was to either throw him, throw him in jail, make him pay for his own, or, or just totally forgive him of the whole thing. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. Well, we have a God that's moved with compassion. The reason why you're saved this morning, if you are saved, is because of the compassion of God. And, and uh, there's no one who comes to God and asks for, for, for mercy and forgiveness of sins that doesn't, doesn't get it in totality. And uh, he completely depended upon, upon the king. Now, he had to fall down at his mercy. And, and God, and, and in this particular case, the, that Lord gave him mercy. Well, that's the same thing we have to do. We have to fall down and, and just ask for the mercy of God, and he gives us that mercy. If, and, and remember this, you know, when this guy got up and walked away, he didn't walk away with any guilt on his heart at all. Why? Because the whole debt was forgiven. He, he didn't walk away with worry. He didn't walk away with, with fretting about maybe there's a portion of that that didn't get forgiven. No, it all got forgiven. And so realize that when you came to Christ for forgiveness and asked him to forgive you all your sin and give you eternal life, he didn't do most of it. He didn't do part of it. He did all of it. And there is, there is no need for guilt on our heart and our mind when it comes to eternal life. Um, th there are uh, two levels of forgiveness that God gives. And there, a lot of folks don't understand these two levels, and that's why they get messed up in their doctrine. The first level is an eternal level. And that's the forgiveness that you get for all your sin, your past sin, your present sin, even the sin you didn't commit yet, your future sin. Uh, you come to Christ and believe on him, and all of that is forgiven. Now, that's an eternal forgiveness. But then there's also a need for daily forgiveness. The eternal forgiveness has to do with our salvation. The, the daily forgiveness doesn't have to do with the salvation. It has to do with fellowship. It has to do with walking with Christ. And we need to come to him daily and make sure that we have a clean slate before God. Um, 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's talking about fellowship. That's something we ought to exercise every day in order to get that forgiveness. But that that eternal forgiveness was given in one lump. When, when that man got down in his face, it all got forgiven. Every single bit of it did. And he walked away a free man. If you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior, it's because Christ had compassion on you. Christ had uh, mercy upon you. And when you believed on him, he forgave you all of your sins. You walked away totally and freely forgiven in Jesus Christ. What a blessing. 
that is. You know, and the night I got saved, I, I, I kind of understood the blessing. The more, the longer I've gone in my Christian life, the, the more I've understood it. But as I said, I, I still have a rough time wrapping myself around it because it's, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just more than human mind can comprehend. But you know, if the more we think about it, the more we ought to appreciate it. And one of the things about this fellow is obvious, obviously, he didn't appreciate it. He kind of took it for granted. He uh, just walked away. And you know, I wonder, in, just in reading this story, he asked, he asked for patience. He didn't ask for mercy. You know, when you come to Christ and ask him to save you, don't ask for patience. <laughs> ask for mercy. <laughs> Because that's what you need. You need mercy. Uh, and, and maybe if he had asked for mercy instead of patience, maybe he would have appreciated it more. I don't know. But I know this. When we ask God for mercy, that's exactly what he gives us. And, and the motivation is the same. He's compassionate, just like this man was compassionate. And so that, that forgiveness that we get from God ought to make a difference in our personal lives. Then there's a, a, a second kind of forgiveness, and that's, that's the, the forgiveness that we get from other people. We get forgiveness from God, we get forgiveness from others. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Matthew 5. Matthew chapter 5, in just two verses. Matthew uh, chapter 5, verses 23 and 24. Verse 23 says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and you're in the, you're in the process of worship, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. That, that tells you that it's not the gift that's important as, as is, it's not the gift that is as important as the heart that's giving it, and the heart that's giving it needs to be right. And there are times when we need to just stop what we're doing and get forgiveness for others. Um, we're responsible for everyone that we, that we know that we need to get forgiveness from. Um, throughout, throughout my life, there have been, there, my Christian life particularly since I've been saved, there have been many times I've had to go to family members. There's been times I've had to go to church members. There's times I've had to go to other folks and say, listen, would you please forgive me? I did wrong. Uh, it's, imp it's important to do that. It's important to take care of what you know. Um, and and not, not only, you know, one of the things God taught me about forgiveness, it's not just asking, God, asking the individual to uh, forgive you of the act that you did against them, but also your heart attitude. I had a situation years ago where God really impressed upon my heart to to get for you know to to make things right with a guy. We had because of a situation we'd left on on touchy ground, and uh, so I went to him and I asked for forgiveness. I walked away, and he gave me forgiveness. I didn't feel right. 
it just, something was off. So I spent some time in prayer and the Lord made it real plain. Yeah, you asked him to forgive you for what you did. But what about your heart? You had a bad attitude toward that guy. Did you ask him to forgive you for that? Ooh. So I went back sometime, not very, not very long after, as soon as I had the opportunity. And I said, you know, I asked you to forgive me. And I, I said, you know, I, I didn't feel like the job got done. <laughs> I, I, I felt like that whole thing was incomplete. And you could tell, I could, I could tell by looking at his face that he was in agreement with me. You're right. <laughs> and I said, what I need to ask you to forgive me for is my heart attitude. Uh, I didn't consider you. I didn't love you the way that I should. Would you forgive me for that? Great big smile on the guy's face. Big smile. He says, yeah, I, I, I'll forgive you for that. Not a problem. And we hugged each other and had, had a good old time. Um, but you're responsible for those things. And, you know, don't, don't have this idea, well, I can just sweep it under the rug. No, you can't sweep it under the rug. Uh, it's important to get that thing taken care of. And uh, as I said, there have been, there've been a multitude of situations that I've had to, had to handle in my life. And there'll probably be a whole lot more coming down the pipe. Uh, but, but ask God from time to time. In fact, today would be a good day to do this because of the message. Just ask the Lord, Lord, is there anyone that I need to mend a fence with? Or is there anyone I need to ask forgiveness of? Is there anyone that, uh, you know, you say, yeah, but they were unreasonable. Well, they might have been unreasonable, but you still might still have to go ask forgiveness because you didn't handle something right. You didn't do something right. And that's, that's a responsibility that is on our shoulders. Uh, so ask God to show you. And if he shows you some, something, then take care of it. And, and when you, you go to get forgiveness from others, uh, be, be ready to swallow your pride. You know, the Bible says uh, in several places in the New Testament, talks about humble yourselves before God. You ever thought about how do you do that? You know, what are some practical ways that you humble yourself before God? Can I tell you one of the ways? When you go to somebody and ask them to forgive you. That's, that's humbling. That's humbling. I've had to go to my own kids. I've had to go to my wife. I've, you know, like I said, I've had to go to church members and say, would you please forgive me? Uh, did, you know, I, and the other thing I've done from time to time is gone, did I come across wrong? Did I, did, did, I, 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 didn't, I didn't intend to have the wrong spirit, but I'm wondering if I did, and if I'm wondering if I did, I probably did. And get the, get, just get the air cleared uh, with folks. And, and don't defend yourself. You know, I, you know, I know I was wrong, but I was tired. But I had this going on. But, no, 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 no. I was wrong, period. <laughs> you know, I, I did want, would you please forgive me? So we have, we have forgiveness that comes from God. We have forgiveness that comes from others. And that's what was going on here. There were guys that, were, were, that received forgiveness from another. But then there's the last kind, the last type of forgiveness, and that's the forgiveness that we give 
to others. We give it to others. We pass it on. Um, we're supposed to forgive others because of what Christ has done for us. Take your Bibles and turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. You, you know this verse because this is one of the verses that we've, we've recited here over the last few months. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, look down at verse 32. Now go, to, go, up to, go up to verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. When things aren't right between you and, and other people, when things aren't, aren't, uh, aren't taken care of, when there's unresolved situations, it grieves the Holy Spirit of God. And it's our responsibility to take care of those things. It says, verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We ought, we ought to forgive others based upon the fact that God has forgiven us. That was something that this guy just didn't get in Matthew 18. Um, he, had, he had a ton of debt that was forgiven him. And there was just a little bit of debt that somebody else owed him, and he couldn't forgive him of that debt. I really believe part of the reason why he couldn't was because he just didn't really truly appreciate what his Lord had done for him. And he lacked compassion. He lacked mercy. If, if you're having a problem forgiving somebody, let me tell you, there's two things that are missing in your life, compassion and mercy. And you've forgotten what God has done for you. I mean, God, God has been so good to us. And he has been so merciful to us. And, and uh, so, so compassionate. Um, we're to forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. In verse, back in, in uh, chapter 28 of the book of Matthew, in verse, in, in, uh, back in chapter 18 of Matthew, verse 28, verse 28 says, But the, the same servant went out and found one of his servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou, I mean, he was just nasty, nasty. And it says that this guy owed him 100 pence. You know what that was? That was the equivalent of four months wages for the average man. And uh, he, was, he was forgiven a ton more than that. And he couldn't forgive them for that little bit that, that, that he owed him. The truth of the matter is, is that... Um, God has forgiven us so much. Not just the forgiveness that I got at salvation, but as far as the daily forgiveness for fellowship. I mean, over and... Have any of you ever asked the Lord to forgive you of the same thing more than three times in the same day? Let me see your hands. Any of you done that? I've done that. My hand's up. Both my hands are up. Uh, and you know what? He never one time told me no. Not once. Every 
time he's forgiven me. And with that, with, with receiving that kind of forgiveness comes a responsibility to forgive others. Uh, it costs to forgive. But you know what? It also costs not to forgive. If, if, if you go down a little bit further uh, in this story, if you look in verse uh, 33, it says, Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. When, when, uh, when you don't forgive, that stuff that we read about, the bitterness and the anger and the wrath, that stuff is not your friend, and it'll rip you up. It'll, it'll, it'll cause you mental problems. It'll cause you social problems. It'll cause you physical problems. Uh, it'll, it'll torment you. And uh, it is so important. You say, yeah, but I'd have to pay a great price to for, forgive so-and-so because of the awful thing that they have done, and maybe they did. But the price you pay for not forgiving them is going to be even greater on your personal life. When Jesus was on the cross, he said, looking at his tormentors, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's another one of those sayings of Christ on the cross that I just, hard to wrap around. Um, but he meant it. He says, he says, they know not what, in other words, if they had full understanding of who I am and who you are and what they're doing, they wouldn't be doing that. And I would, I'd have to, you know, obviously that's, that's true. So he said, Father, forgive them. Now they never asked him for forgiveness. They're crucifying him. You look at, you look at uh, Stephen. When Stephen was, uh, was being stoned over there in was Acts 7. And uh, he says, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. He said, don't lay it to their charge. I forgive them. Uh, wow. You, you know where that comes from? That comes from a heart that understands, in Stephen's case, that understands how much he's been forgiven. And therefore, he passes it on. When we receive forgiveness from God, we always get freedom. It always makes us free. When you give forgiveness, it gives you that same freedom. It gives you that, that freedom to serve God. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, and I'm done. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and look down at verse 13. <clears throat> now go up to verse 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Now you've got to have that, verse 12, in order to do verse 13. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. We get forgiveness from God when we come to him and ask for mercy. We get eternal forgiveness at salvation. We get daily forgiveness when we come and confess our sins. We, we get forgiveness from others when we go and ask them for it. And 
I would encourage you from time to time to ask the Lord that. Lord, is there anyone that I need to apologize? Sometimes, sometimes it, it just goes right over the top of our head and we just don't see it, but they do. And, and it's necessary to take care of that thing. And then the last one is passing it on to others. Um, you know, I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of cases, but I've seen a few cases in my life where folks have asked for forgiveness and they've said, absolutely not. I don't understand that. I really don't. Because God has forgiven us so much, so much. Forgiveness, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's wonderful to get it from God. Have you gotten it from God? Do you have that eternal forgiveness? Have, have, have you uh, gotten it from others for offenses that you've done? And are there any outstanding things that you need to take care of? And then last of all, is there anyone that's asked you to forgive them? And in your heart, you might have said it verbally, but in your heart of hearts, you've not done so. You need to because Christ has forgiven you. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around. I just want to ask you a couple of questions before we pray. Number one, have you received that eternal forgiveness? Are you absolutely positive today that if you died, you'd go to heaven? You came to God, asked him for mercy, and in whatever form that you did that, he forgave you all your sins and gave you eternal life. You know that for sure. I wonder if you just raise your hand as a testimony to that fact. Say, preacher, here's my hand. I'm saved. Amen. Okay. Put your hands down. And let me, and let me ask you this. Uh, is there anyone that you need to ask to forgive you that you haven't because there's something that's unresolved. Is there anyone that has asked you to forgive them? And maybe you have even said, I forgive you. But you're harboring an attitude. And you need to drop that. And God's dealing with your heart about that or maybe something else along those lines. But just by an uplifted hand, you'd say, Preacher, here's my hand. Pray for me. I've got, a, I've got a situation in that area that I need to take care of. All right, thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anyone else? Say, Preacher, here's my hand. Pray. Thank you. I see that one. See those two in the back? Okay. Thank you. Let's, let's pray. Father, thank you for dealing with our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for... <laughs> boy, thank you for forgiveness. Help us to never underappreciate the forgiveness that we've gotten from you. And I, I really believe the more we think about it, the more we meditate on it, the more we thank you for it, the more we ask you even on a daily basis to forgive us so that we can have sustained fellowship with you. It keeps our heart soft. It keeps our heart humble. And it makes it a whole lot easier to either ask for forgiveness when we need to or dispense it when it's necessary. Lord, you saw the hands of those that said that uh, you're dealing with them about something and they need the strength to do right. God, I pray that you give it to them. Give them the resolve and pray that you deal with them about those things. I pray, Father, for anyone that's listening to this message this morning that, that does not know that their sins are forgiven and they're on their way to heaven. May today be the day of their salvation. God, please just work in our hearts. Maybe one of the things we just need to, 
to do this morning is just be reminded and use this message as a reminder of how good you've been to us and how merciful and how appreciative we ought to be for the forgiveness that comes full and free through Jesus Christ. Bless this invitation. Have your will and way, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all